Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. Matthew 16, beginning at verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, This shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Jesus Christ understood his calling. He knew why he was born into this world. He had been sent by the Father to fulfill the mission that would secure reconciliation and redemption for all those who would turn to him, for all those who would turn to Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior. With any calling comes the call for determination. Faithfulness, relentlessness, selflessness. That no matter what it takes, no matter the way, that the will of the Father be done. Words like determination, faithfulness, relentlessness, selflessness. Without these, callings fail to find fulfillment. 
destinies die, and missions are stopped. And what may have been simply may have been. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he asks his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And answers come. Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then Jesus brings it down to the personal level. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And the truth is, it's the question we all must answer. Some say this and some say that. But what do we say? What is our answer? The answer Jesus is waiting on, the answer he accepts. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. A reed of a man answers right. This is the only answer that finds acceptance with Jesus. This is the only answer. And this is where we find acceptance. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, Jesus continues to speak to Peter. Following the text, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see, the truth is this, there has to be a revealing beyond that of flesh and blood. I can grow up in church and go through the motions and act out the part because my parents are leading me in such a manner. I can be taken to church meetings. I can know Christians and hear what's being said about Jesus. I can confess that some say this and some say that concerning Jesus. I can even read the Bible and pray prayers and sing the songs. But everything comes to life in a new way when I answer the question, but who do you say that I am? Out of a revelation given by the Father. I'd like to announce tonight, it's no new news. The Lord is looking for a people on which he can build his church and continue to build his church. And the promise, the declaration is this, that the gates of hell shall not prevail. He's looking for a people that he can entrust the keys of the kingdom to. The conversation is going perfectly. Peter has answered correctly. 
And Jesus is speaking over Peter's life. Verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. And then we read verse 22. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Peter needed work. Here he is rebuking Jesus. The Amplified Bible, then Peter took him aside to speak to him privately and began to reprove and charge him sharply, saying, God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. The Passion Translation reads, Peter took him aside to correct him privately. He reprimanded Jesus over and over, saying to him, God forbid, Master, spare yourself. You must never let this happen to you. You say, well, Peter must have just been concerned for Jesus. Isn't he showing care for Jesus? I wonder, have you ever known what must take place in order to fulfill the mission God has you on? And you share it with someone, someone who believes in you and believes who you are, And they take you aside and rebuke you, reprove and charge you sharply, reprimand you. With words like, spare yourself. This is what is happening here. Peter is saying to Jesus, God forbid, Master, spare yourself. You must never let this happen to you. The message paraphrase reads, Jesus made it clear to his disciples that it was now necessary for him to go to Jerusalem to submit to an ordeal of suffering at the hands of the religious leaders, be killed, and then on the third day be raised up alive. Peter took him in hand, protesting. Impossible, Master. This can never be. How would Jesus respond to the rebuke? Verse 23, he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense. That is a stumbling block, a stone in my path. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Mindful of the things of men? Well, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. I thought Peter had received the revelation of the Father. Yes, he had. But you know, there is something the Lord needs to work out of all of us and something he needs to work into all of us. Verses 24 to 27. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. 
and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. What was it that the Lord needed to deal with in Peter and with such a strong reproof? Self-pity. Remember the words taken from the message paraphrase? God forbid, Master, spare yourself. You must never let this happen to you. Spare yourself. Apparently, this type of thinking is offensive to the Lord. And according to the Word of God, apparently those who think this way are considered by Jesus to be mindful of the things of men. Thoughts of men, not of God. Watchman Nee said these words, Peter told the Lord, you must pity yourself. The Lord came back with, you must deny yourself. Why is this such a big deal? Why did this need to be worked out of the man Peter? I'll tell you why. Because the church of Jesus Christ isn't built on people that pity self. The kingdom doesn't advance with people that pity self. The keys of the kingdom aren't safe in the hands of people that pity self. The gates of hell prevail against people that pity self. And things get bound on earth that shouldn't be bound. And things get loosed on earth that shouldn't be loosed in direct opposition to heaven. He needed to work it out of the man. The text, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus speaks to the man and uses the name Simon. Simon bar Jonah, the surname of the man. Simon, a reed. And then he says these words to the man. And I also say to you that you are Peter, Peter, a rock. The Amplified Bible, I tell you, you are Peter, Greek, Petros, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek, Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar, on this I will build. Read to rock. 
reeds to rock. Jesus says to the man, I give you the name Peter. I give you the name Peter. Listen, Jesus is in the business of turning reeds into rocks. And though the name Peter was already given to the man and declared over his life, there was work to do on the man. That he be that rock. We know that Jesus is the great rock, the rock of our salvation, the stone, the chief cornerstone, the very foundation. Jesus Christ was not a man of self-pity. And he is our great example. He came to earth to show us how to live for God, selfless, obedient. He came to show us the way. He came to show us truth. He came to show us life. Spare yourself. Deny yourself. Not my will. Your will be done. This manner binds on earth what should be bound and looses on earth what should be loosed in direct agreement with heaven. You see, Simon the Reed couldn't handle the words of Jesus concerning what must take place. The words moved him like wind moves a reed. The prophetic words moved him to react and reject and rebuke. And he quickly pulls out the self-pity card to hand it to Jesus. The spare yourself card. In the words of Jesus, the response may, may seem to some a little overboard and extreme. Yet Jesus knows what's at stake concerning his mission and his calling. That the enemy would use the reed nature of a man to try and stop it. Could it be that the enemy will use the reed nature of a man or a woman? To stop it concerning us. You see, Jesus knew what was at stake. Verse 23, he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus Christ knew what was at stake concerning Peter. And so he couldn't let it slide if he was going to build on Peter and trust in Peter and give him the keys, he had to drive the self-pity out. Because the reality is this. Self-pity is the reed nature. Self-denial is the rock nature. Proverbs 27.5 in the King James Version Open rebuke is better than secret love. You know, I'm so thankful that Jesus spoke to Peter in the way that he did that day. Because I've thought about it. What if he would have just ignored Peter's rebuke and left him alone? A man with a mind full of the things of man rather than the things of God. 
Proverbs 27, 6, in the voice, wounds inflicted by the correction of a friend prove he is faithful. Jesus was a faithful friend. Yes, the Christ. Yes, the Son of God. And yes, the faithful friend. The Passion Translation reads, you can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty. And the message, the wounds from a lover are worth it. Yes, the lover of our souls. The read nature will hand us a prescription for self-pity. The read nature will state the grounds, all the reasons for self-pity. And I'd say tonight, Lord, forbid it that we speak to one as Peter spoke. Lord, forbid it that we deal in and deal out self-pity. The rock nature speaks as one with a mind full of the things of God. And you know what happened that day, in that moment? The rock of ages spoke to the voice of self-pity and put it where it belonged, behind him. Watch me knee, as I already said. Peter told the Lord, you must pity yourself. The Lord came back with, you must deny yourself. Imagine if God's people responded in this way. The read nature of man approaches us, you must pity yourself. You must deny yourself. Listen to the beautiful words of our Lord Jesus. We can have the worship team return. Verses 24 to 27, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, listen to these words. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, self-denial, will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels and then he will reward each according to his works. You know what my prayer is? My prayer is this. Lord, turn us into rocks. Turn us into rocks on which you can build your church. That the gates of hell not prevail against it. A people whom you can entrust the keys of the kingdom to. Think about it tonight. A people with minds full of the things of God. And by your grace and according to your words, grant that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I don't know if it's your confession tonight, but my confession is this. I let go of the read nature. I say to the Lord, it's behind you and I know the call. The call is to deny self, take up the cross and to follow you, Jesus. Reads to rocks. I was reading the word. I will give you the keys, he said. You see, at that point, 
He said, I will. He needed to work on Peter. I will give you the keys. I want to say this tonight. Every generation has its reeds. And every generation has its rocks. Every reed can become a rock. It just depends if we'll have self-pity and deal it out or if we will have self-denial, which Jesus deals out. Andrew Murray said these words, There is no choice for us. We must either deny self or deny Christ. Spurgeon said these words, I have now concentrated all my prayers into one. And that one prayer is this, that I may die to self and live holy to him. The words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, to deny oneself is to be aware only of Christ and no more self. To see only him who goes before and no more the road which is too hard for us. Self-pity is a killer. It's stopped many reeds from becoming rocks. Self-pity. And so the Lord worked it out of the man. And you read on and you see how the Lord moved and how the Lord did build on Peter. The promise was there. You're a reed, you will be a rock. You just had to get that Satan devil thing out of him, you know, that self-pity that had to work on the man for a little while. But look at how he used him built his church on that rock. He entrusted the keys of the kingdom to the man. You think about that. I wonder, who would you entrust your keys to? <laughs> to your little K kingdom. And I think of the words that Jesus is saying, I will give you the keys of my big K kingdom. You know, perhaps we just read over that and we're like, big deal. It is a big deal. I will give you the keys, but you're going to have to learn how to deny self. That the right things are bound and the right things are loosed. That the gates of hell don't prevail against my church. Let's stand tonight.